Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty. A new day is dawning for DX. And now your hosts, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty, everyone. Woo! All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to do things a little different this week. Hey, first off, let me just say, uh, once again, we're joined in studio uh, by Denise Alcedo. Hey, everyone. Steve Kaufman. Hello. And uh, and we're going to right off the bat here. We're gonna uh, we're gonna bring our guest in, and uh, he's a dear friend of mine, and he's one of the funniest guys in the world. And uh, uh, I don't know, like, if it's still on Comedy Central on demand, or like it's on all kinds of shit now, but. Um, uh, really, really successful comedy special, Giggle Fit. Uh, anyways, he's my friend, Ron Funches. Hey, Ron. Woo! Hey! Oh, nice. Applause. Yeah, we always do that. <laughs> hey, Ron. Hey, first of all, thank you. Uh, I know you just got off the plane from, from Australia, and you got to be just jet-lagged like a motherfucker. I'm pretty jet lagged. I thought I thought I could beat it. I thought I had my sleep schedule together, no. but I, I woke up at two a.m. today, and I've, I've been all all discombobulated. So uh, I'm pretty much doing this, and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna grab my my bong, and then I'm gonna go back to bed. Sounds like a plan. Uh, hey, but, you know, speaking of bongs, and uh, I might as well just get this out of the way, and because we're gonna talk about the Ric Flair roast mm-hmm. at, at Starcast too in a minute, but like, hey, um. We're going to do Get High and Watch Wrestling again. We're going to do one of those, aren't we? I think we are. Absolutely yeah. we are. I'm very excited about it. Yes. Um, I love doing it. I love getting high. I love watching wrestling. I love doing those things with you. Um, <laughs> people seem to really enjoy the shows. And, yes. you know, we, we lost the, the venue because of some other uh, – we used to do it at Santa Family, and they had some issues there, and, and we still, and we both got so busy that we didn't really do it. And I just think it, it, it was a friend of yours, right, who just kind of saw us at the uh, at the Hall of Fame party. And he was like, "You guys should do your do your show again." And uh, and um, honestly, and then it just kind of was like, "Yeah, we should." Yeah, <laughs> and so many people, you know, uh, not just one person, not just one friend of mine, but like. You know, so many people have want, wanted us to do that again, and 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 run, and and so like I'll just talk about it. You know, uh, part of me at one point, like after we did that, um, you know, you know, I've done a pretty good job of of you know changing my image, and it's not a false image; it's it's the real me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there's nothing wrong with getting high and watching a little wrestling. You know? No, not at all. Uh, to me, if you if you're looking at the way things are today with, with CBD and yes. so many things, there's no there should be no stigma with with, with smoking marijuana. It's no different as, as having like a glass of wine and yes. watching wrestling. Or and, is, it's just a. And go for, ahead. And go for ahead. me, and for me, Ron, as somebody who considers myself in recovery, and and I totally consider myself in recovery. Um, it's been an integral part of my recovery program, and it's not for everyone in recovery. That's for sure. But um, mm-hmm. but I but I am in recovery, and I still use cannabis. 
And um, and that's just a fact. <laughs> so yes, that's just a part of knowing who you are and knowing, knowing what you need, so yes. that you're not turning to, to other things. Addiction still exists, no matter what. And to try to think yeah. that that they just go away because you want them to go away is not true. Some people, you know, need other things. Especially, I mean, come on, the amount of things you put your body through. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're going to need some cannabis for sure. And but most of all, it's not really a show just about like, hey, it's a bunch of potheads watching wrestling it's just supposed to be saying hey yeah. i love watching wrestling i love smoking pot I, this is who i am both of these things are sometimes things that people try to make fun of you for what you love and what you enjoy yes. and this is a safe space for people who are like hey this is what i like doing and i am not ashamed of it and it's gonna be great we're, we're, did you know that uh matthew from botchamania he's, he's he's the one that's gonna make the video for us yeah conrad told me <laughs> and 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 that and that's great because you know on the first one uh, I had Matthew make um, make the video uh, of of all my botches, and he did such a great mm-hmm. job. Um, you know, I just I so I'm really happy that he's uh, back on board with this, and he's going to be there, right? Yeah, he's going to be there. He's going to be on the microphone, and uh, he said he might even take an edible or two. So oh, that'll nice. be fun because he's so tiny. Yes, and so <laughs> and 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 so really. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's very few places in the country still that we can actually pull something like that. What was that? Anyways, that we could pull something like this off, you know, uh, that that would be here in L.A. or, you know, Colorado or Seattle or, and, you know, Las Vegas, Nevada. So... Las Vegas, yeah. yeah. There's so many other, I mean, we've got so many great events going on on StarCast. I think, you know, we had to do something special if we were going to do it. And, and it's going to be so many great wrestlers there and so many great pothead wrestlers there. I'm gonna, Hopefully we can get Rob Van Dam to yeah. come over or, or just, you hey. know, just have a really great time and just have fun with, with people who love, love what we love. Hey, Ron, hey Ron um, but like just full disclosure, uh, you know, this is going to be an off-the-grid uh, event. It's not going to be available on Fight TV. No, I did know that because I, <laughs> there's, there's multiple reasons why. <laughs> there's multiple reasons. Yeah. I mean, mostly I mean, we're also we're taking videos. You know, it allows us to show whatever we want video-wise, exactly. you know, so we don't. We don't have to just have something that we that, that everyone can see. We can see, take things off the network now. Yeah. We can take things off of whatever. And um, to me, that's there's so many events that are going to be showing that there's got to be something there for just people who are who are live. You know, yeah. people who are making the trip, make it special. Um, to me. You know, showing it on TV isn't going to do it justice. You know, you yeah. got to be there. It's a vibe to the show, and it's just fun to hang out. And how often do you get a chance to smoke pot with your favorite wrestlers and comedians? And hey, and there's no like, there's no shame if if you don't like cannabis and and but you still want to come watch wrestling. Like, there's no shame in it. You come and you're gonna you're gonna fit in just fine. 
uh, like Mike Lawrence. He did he did our second one with us, uh, comedian roast battle champ Mike Lawrence, and he doesn't smoke weed, and and he fit in just fine with it. So like, it's you know mainly for weed smokers. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not we're not trying to. That's our bread and butter for sure. But if, if you just like wrestling and having a good time, and people who don't take it that serious, yeah. people who are gonna really make fun of it, it's kind of like I always said, it's like mystery science theater three thousand, but for wrestling. Um, so if, if that's just up your alley, come in. For, you know, you can drink, you can do what you yeah. want. But for those of us, there's so few events where they're like, hey. We want pot smokers. We're happy to have pot yeah. smokers. You know, usually you show up at a club and they're like, you know, you, oh, you smell, you smell bad. You mm-hmm. smell so loud. In this place, the louder you smell, the better. You yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of smell, like this article just came out that half of Americans actually hate the smell of weed. So I like that you actually included that because the it's like an ongoing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like this like <laughs> argument, you know. So it's pretty interesting. <sighs> Yeah, that half must be smoking bad weed, then. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, they don't live in California. So, hey, hey, Ron, man, the, yes, the big, for me, like, to me, the big granddaddy event of them all at StarCast weekend, um, StarCast 2 weekend, is, uh, and you got to be so psyched for this. I can't imagine uh, anything... This just seems like about the the, the ultimate thing that, uh, as far as you, like as a fan of wrestling, like yeah. getting, being yeah. able to host, I'm having yeah. a hard time yeah, spitting shit out right now. Today, Junior. It's a fantasy. It's a fever dream. Yes, man. Nature Boy Ric Flair, the roast of Ric Flair, and you're hosting it. Damn. Yeah. I can't believe it. When Conrad asked me, you know, I was just. Um, who he just better, asked me though? to be a part of the roast. He didn't even tell me who, who we were going to roast. Um, and so I was like, you know, I did it last year with Bruce Pritchard, and I was going. I definitely wanted to be at All In or, or Double or Nothing either way. And so I was like, yeah, man, I, I'd love to be involved and, and happy to help. And then the more we got to talk, and then he was like, you know, I'd I love you to host it. And then he told me that it was going to be for Flair. And, and you know, just from my special, from Ric Flair being in my special, yeah. and then kind of, you know, started a, a bit of a friendship there, and where I went to his, his birthday party this last year. I and, saw that. Um, yeah, and so to me, it's just like, I'm, I'm truly living a dream, and it's just a shame that I gotta go and, and, and mock him relentlessly. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> but, do, you know, it's gonna be a blast. Hey, hey, Ron, do we have any idea who's gonna be on the dais yet? Um, we got some, we, we know, I know that Tony Schiavone's gonna be there. I think that's something that I could announce. Um, there's a lot of people that I know that, that I can announce that are very, very exciting. Um, like just some real, you know, real big, big actual celebrities just even outside of the wrestling world. Yeah. Um, you know, some people that were just, you know, if you saw who was at his birthday party, it's kind of similar, similar yeah. to that. Um, so I'm not, I'm definitely not going to blow the whistle on who's going to be there, but, um, it's going to blow last year out of the water. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. Nice. <laughs> Do you already have some stuff meant like prepared or mentally prepared for this? Oh yeah, I'm. A, I've been. I got my, my suit ready. I got. I'm pretty, I got. A, I'm preparing very, very, very. I'm preparing for this as just as hard as I did for my comedy special. So um, I'm going to knock it out of the park. I'm going to be a good host. I'm probably not going to be the meanest because I know we're going to have some really, 
really mean comics there. It's, it's kind of my job to be the host and, you know, move, move the party along. But I'm going to tell the truth, that's for sure. And I'm going to talk to trash, and I'm going to make sure the show goes great. I'm going to make sure nice. that it's a, a night to remember and that it's a night that uh, Ric Flair will definitely remember. I can't think of anyone currently alive in the wrestling industry more roastable than the nature boy Ric Flair. <laughs> And that people would no, want to see get any, roasted. In any community, like to me, this is a this is a roast that, that could be on comedy. Absolutely. Could be on oh God, hey Ron, the the rain. I I can honestly say, like I can see the ratings for a Ric Flair roast on Comedy Central blowing all others out of the water. I just I I can see it. Oh, absolutely. And so to have it just you know on on fight. And just be for the wrestling fans. I wow. think it's going to open a lot of eyes and yeah. get some more people interested in, in what, what Conrad and everybody's doing down there. You know. Yeah. Hey, do we have what? What are the dates on that? By the way, real um, quick. The roast of Ric Flair, I believe, is the twenty fourth. Okay. Starcast starts yeah. on the twenty third. Yeah. Hey, so Ron, I just, yeah. you know, something you were going to say. Oh, I just want to say I um, I will be the night before. I'll be hosting a, a stand up show on the twenty third Thursday night at eight thirty. Um, if, if people want to come, that'll be me and a lot of the comedians that are on the road, oh, okay. um, doing some, you know, practicing for the road as where's well that? as just doing some uh, regular material. So if people want to come to that. Please where's, check that out. Where's that going to be? Uh, I think that's going to be uh, in, in Caesars on the twenty third, eight eight thirty. Okay. Hey, Ron. I, um, I just, you know, while we're out of here and I got you on the line, I want to thank you for uh, for coming to the the Hall of Fame and seeing me get inducted. That meant it meant the world to me that you were there for that, Ron, because I know where you would have rather have been. If we're gonna be honest. <laughs> well, I did have, you know, it was no problem. I did have my tickets for the, the Ring of Honor New Japan show for about a couple of months uh, prior. But, and I was like, oh, you know, because I, I was worried that maybe I'd want to go to takeover. Yeah. And then when they moved the takeover night, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna. Have, there's no way I'm missing this, this <laughs> New Japan show. There's no way I'm gonna miss miss this match. This uh, is Madison Square Garden show. Um, and then and then then I found out I was gonna have a friend going into the Hall of Fame, and that, <laughs> that trumps everything. You know, like you, you deserve it most of all. You know, you're one of the most. Um, respected and still underrated wrestlers i think that ever existed you open the door for for so many people your size and, and the smaller uh guys that we see now who, who, who are the champions who are the you know the world champions and, and that couldn't have happened if, if you weren't there amongst the lens of the giants at first showing you know in just your martial arts skills and, and the thing and the only member of dx and nwo and I, and I know you're my friend i don't even have to say any of this but <laughs> This is just what I believe either way. You're you a great rest. You deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in a group or by yourself. So, um, And you're just a great person. Thanks, and you, you really, you know, turn your life around and, and really constantly and I'm, are a, um, and I'm just a model of being honest with your life. And, man, and if anyone deserves it and anyone was going to make me, I, I had to be there. There's no way I could miss it. Thank you. And I'm trying to get better. And that's the name of your <laughs> podcast, and I forgot to plug it at the top of the show. <laughs> so. Yeah, getting better. Um, yeah, you're in a couple episodes. People want to check that out. Um, we've got Ken Jennings from Jeopardy in the latest episode. Some great, great, great comedians, Pete Holmes, uh, some other Chris Leah. You know, just check it out if you want to. It's mostly like just it's about. 
Getting like better. Said, just about getting better. Just yeah. about getting better. Constant struggle of it, and we try to make fun of it because it, it, it's a hassle. So, Ron, <laughs> you know, while I'm, while I'm at it, you know, and and yeah, I have been getting better in life. Honestly, like having friends like you is part of the reason I've been getting better. You know, I've surrounded myself with some great people, and you're one of them. So I appreciate that. I'm grateful oh, for your right. friendship. I'm grateful for you. I really appreciate you. So, I mean, that makes me feel really good. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> really quick shout out to our sponsor, guys. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to hit record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard everywhere. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, so download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And, uh, hey, so... You know, um, the Hall of Fame ceremony was was kind of you know it wasn't like the it wasn't like last year's and the year before. That's for damn sure. No, <laughs> it was definitely worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll probably not do that ring that <laughs> ring format that easily accessible from all angles ring stage right. anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was a little much, right? Like. Uh, hey, so we're not even talking about that guy anymore, right? No. We're not even like, like no one knows his name, and we're going to keep it that way. Yeah, no, he doesn't deserve any any type of uh, press. No, yeah. it, it's just a fun, weird show. Bret Hart was amazing. It was cool that he was able to keep going, and that's who we should be focusing on. I'm just mad because I was really trying to meet Bret Hart after that show, and then he <laughs> he he didn't stick around. Oh, you didn't get a chance to meet him. No, you've never met no, Brett. I didn't get a He's real, dude. You would love Brett, honestly. Yeah, oh. you guys would get along great. And for for I a lot, do, of, I for a lot of reasons. <laughs> 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 hey, so do you guys want to hop in here? Yeah, well, I kind of wanted to ask you. Well, not an ask you a question, but I just wanted to throw into the fact about the guy and the whole thing where you said, like, oh, maybe it's good that we don't know his name. I don't know about you guys, but they should just put his picture up everywhere in Canada so he would never go to Canada because if he does, can you imagine, like, what would happen to this guy if he did? So it's not a question, but it's just a comment. Hey, who do you think got their ass beat worse, that guy or the asshole that spoiled the uh, Adventures uh, Endgame? Thing over in Taiwan for everyone. I think that guy because he, uh, yeah. The, no, you finished. <laughs> no, I think that guy because he posted it on the internet versus this guy who actually ran into a locker room of WWE superstars. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know, yeah, that's who I was gonna say. He was in. He was with too many. There were too many trained MMA people and and people good with their hands at that Hall of Fame. That was that was. A, you, that's how you know, you know, at least if we do should have some sympathy for him because he must have some type of mental issues because you there's no way you would think that was a smart move if you you know, if you have full use yeah. of your faculty. Yeah, I feel real bad for him and his mental issues. Fuck that guy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, everyone. I don't like I definitely don't want to make light of mental issues because I have plenty of them. So you can feel both feelings, yeah, yeah. but don't. But no one attacked Bret Hart. He's lucky. He was lucky that the revival got to him first. If I would have got to him, you know, I love Bret Hart. I would. I would have killed him. Yeah, he was lucky. He was lucky that, dude. That 
that fucking right that uh, Dash Wilder hit him with, man, that looked like it was. Yeah. Yeah. That looked like a, he got hit with a shotgun. He dropped right after that. I was really, I was really, I, I took a lot of pleasure in seeing that. I'm not going to lie. F- speaking of. I, f- I hate saying that, Ron. Really I hate saying it. that. It up the Hall of Fame. It made yeah. my girlfriend really excited because she had just taken an edible. She was like, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Ron, so, okay. Yeah. Um, Ron, is there anything, like, roast-wise, like any of the Dean Martin roasts that you're watching currently to prepare for, especially a Las Vegas strip-style roast? Ooh, I like that question. Um, oh, then I love that you said the Dean Martin ones and you didn't say the, the Comedy Central ones, which sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do watch the old Dean Martin roast. I, and I have been going back and looking at some of them. My favorite roast, actually, though, is the roast of Richard Pryor. Um, I think that is the utmost representation of a roast because it's a bunch of people who are really good at comedy and also who really know Richard well and they just rip him apart and uh, it's beautiful to watch and and I'm kind of looking at that as kind of what I want to do to just keep it live, keep it loose, keep it uh, probably not sober and, and just make it real fun for people. Speaking of those Dean Martin roasts, I, I got on a, like a on a kick where I was just and I was going to on the Dean Martin roast but I was fast forwarding it to Foster Brooks and everyone <laughs> because I just thought he was so funny anyways I don't know why I had to share that with everyone but um, yeah people need to know yeah they need to know that I love Foster Brooks okay <laughs> okay did you guys watch any of the Crockett Cup I do want to talk about that yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of I you know what? Honestly, for me, I just think that it was very a lot of with a lot of the title changes and I'm also very excited that PCO and PCO and Brody King are literally like taking titles left and right. That's my mm. personal yeah. uh fun and all of that. Yeah. But yeah, what, what did you think? Oh, I love that too. I love that too, especially because I'm a big fan of Brody King because um, he's yeah. one of the trainers in my 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 small time of wrestling training down at Santino Brothers, and he was uh, always such a just a a beast in the ring and a gentleman outside of it. So I'm so happy for him and the success that he's getting. And um, but, but overall, with the event, I was just really really impressed with. Um, seeing the company really try to do something. Like, I know it was a throwback and it was based off of a past events, but um, it really was so different than anything I had watched recently on WWE or even New Japan or independent shows. And I love their use of uh, uh, the style of, of art design that they were using. And I love the, the, the emphasis on tag team wrestling and then getting to see a bunch of old timers again. And I think that's something that we don't, really usually see is a, a respect for the past that much we have these big catalogs and these networks but we don't really see an actual like respect for these older guys who who don't who aren't even really wrestling like i i just to me it meant a lot seeing bobby eaton again like i hadn't seen him in years and, and to see him on television and made me want to go back and look up some of some old matches of his and and seeing that the uh, rock and roll express i mean i saw them in new york but man seeing that they can still go and they're wrestling different types of matches it's really really impressive i just if anyone didn't check it out i just wanted to mention it because i want i think uh, it was an event that you that people should see for sure 
In the commentary with, uh, with Jim Cornette and Ian Riccoboni. And, is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Riccoboni? Yeah. <laughs> Very and, solid. And yeah. I'm a big fan of Ian as well. Yeah. So you mix those two in together pretty well. I liked it. And I really yeah. I really loved it. Like, okay, the nostalgia. And I think you were that's what you were talking about with the art and all, like the design. And the, you know, like the... the 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 canvas with the old NWA, mm-hmm. you know, the look to it and and they trying to stay true to all that and it really like it just does it. It, it you know, it's it, it was really cool to see. I didn't I'm not gonna lie and say I sat, sat and watched the whole show, but I did see like mm-hmm. some of Aldous and, and uh Marty's girl and um Yeah. That was a great, great match. Yeah. That was um I had never really um I had met Nick a couple of times and I'm a big fan of him personally, but I hadn't really seen too many matches of his that I had been a big fan of, but that one I felt like was his real uh, coming out party. He is yeah. um, he has a very unique character. I like that he is a hill that sometimes that still has his own moral code, and um, I, I'm just really liking his work right now. Oh and I yes, think that uh, we should get some more yeah. some more uh, opportunities. Hey, and Denise, I know you have this uh, written down there, and we were going to discuss this, but. I want to know, like, what what you think about this, Ron? Like, did you hear about Lucha Underground found de- cease and desist uh, to uh, Ring of yeah. Honor and NWA for Jeff Cobb and Willie Mack? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man, it's a uh, it's horrible. I hate it. To be honest with you, um, I have my own personal thing with that because it just made me really happy that I have my manager because I actually. Um, I was going to do a sketch with, with Lucha Underground and, and Johnny, uh, I guess Johnny Mundo there, um, and but but my manager read their contract and it was it had all this language about exclusivity and that they would own the right to the character Ron Funches and what? all this right. other stuff and I'm like I'm coming in for a five minute sketch and you're going to pay me like four hundred dollars like and, and I really I still wanted to do it because I you know you know how much I love wrestling yeah. But, um, my manager was just like, there's no way I can let you sign this contract um, in case they ever actually try to go for this exclusivity. And now seeing that they are actually doing it with the wrestlers that they signed, I, I'm very lucky. I, um, it makes me feel like you guys should have more representation and, yeah. and things of that nature because, yeah, they have horrible contracts and yeah. um, it sucks. They're they're legal. They're not moral, but they are legal. So, so but Ron, they can get out of them. But, Ron, there's some people are like when you're in a situation where like you don't really have leverage, you know, you either kind of sign the boilerplate fucking contract or you don't, you know, uh, when you're mm-hmm. at a certain point. It's just like when I first went to WWE. E in 93, you know, and they sent me that contract. I was either signing it or I wasn't, you know, and so I can understand why they why they do that, you know. But Yeah, like, I can understand. I can understand from the talent, and, yeah. and it's just horrible because it's not even like Lucha Underground. They're not coming back. So they're <laughs> all, all they're doing is trying to stop other people. Just being an asshole. Uh, they're trying to cool off other people who work there, and that's just, that's just yeah. horrible business practice. I don't get it. It's like, I mean... If they were, and even if they were trying to, like, uh, you know, yeah, even if they were trying to keep a season four, like, yeah, like you're creating such bad will with anyone, like, like I wouldn't, you don't want, you just don't want that, like, poison in the water supply of of the talent that's already there or that you're forcing to stay there. I, you know what? Fuck you, Lucha Underground. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. 
You know, like you. That's how I feel about it. I've never seen a company burn go so 180 so quickly. I used to. I mean, that first season. I mean, that that, that they introduced me to Pentagon. You know, yeah. and then they introduced me to a lot of people who. Uh, they were the first time where I actually did see Jeff Cobb. So you know, I really loved the first couple seasons, but to, to see how where it is now and how they treat the talent is. It's horrible. It's yeah. really horrible. I also Brutal. think it brings up a broader point to reality TV show contracts, because that's actually what all these wrestlers have. They don't have a standard talent contract. It's essentially the production company that makes Luch Underground just signed all of these people to what they would sign a real world, a real world contestant to, which means real world contestants also have c- terrible contracts. Brutal. That, so, like right to refuse, mm. like essentially right to refuse. It's just astonishing to me, honestly, but about what you mentioned, Ron, about the fact that you were just going to go in and do something very quickly, and they already wanted exclusivity to your name, like if you didn't already build that on your own prior, and like you weren't going to continue to keep on building your own name. That's just like my And like I me. wasn't born with that name. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just insane. Like, I can't even wrap my mind about that. And it honestly, like, like hearing the fact that you said, you know, I had this manager who said this and this and that and pointed these things to you. It, you know, it really sucks now thinking about the guys that didn't have something like this. You yeah. know, to have somebody to look over something like that for you, you know, it kind of just really sh- shines a light on you that. You know, and you know, these contracts and these no compete clauses, like if they're challenged in court, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, for the most part, the talent can, can win that. But. That means yeah. you gotta fight it. That mm-hmm. means you gotta have money for a fucking lawyer and 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 all that. And 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 also, um, when a potential like, you know, like employer sees that and they're going, ah, eh, it's too it's it's too much of a pain in the ass to fuck with it, you know. And so then yeah. some people just don't even want to mess with those guys because. They're tangled up in that. And it's such a shame. But my question is, why now? For example, why now if Jeff Cobb? He didn't just start Ring of Honor yesterday, you know? This has been going on for a while. So why now is my question. Same thing with Willie Mack. This isn't his first appearance on NWA, you know? So Do you think this is an ego thing, Ron? Like, hey, we're you know, you're not gonna we're gonna show you. We're not you're not gonna get over on us. We don't want you, well, but no one else can have you either. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. You you see it in business all the time. Um, you know, it's a thing you can do, but it usually means you're a bad business person. Um, to to take it back into the entertainment industry, same things happen with uh, Jesus and Mero when they were moving over to Showtime. Yeah, um, they still had their their show available to be on Vice for a while, but Vice just cut it down and they canceled the show and they they let them sit out because they didn't want them to continue to gain popularity to take it over to showtime so i think that's kind of how they're looking at it is like hey you guys were here we don't want you to take you know how you know whether they're right or not i think that's how they look at it and it's not you know you say well lucha underground at all but we see it in other places i mean it's it's pretty much the same situation that luke harper is in right now you know he wanted to leave and then they added six months to his contract out of spite because they're like, hey, don't don't go saying this in public. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, business can be dirty. You know, I thought that I and, and the, the the thing about Luke is and the way he handled it is I thought he handled that like for 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 making public statement. I thought it was done very well and very professionally and. And, you know, it was a person expressing themselves and their frustrations, but doing it in, in the right way, I thought. 
you know? Yeah. But apparently not. Like, I'm not, you know, anyways. But yeah. isn't it weird, though, to put something out like that if it hasn't been granted yet? Like, to put out, like, kind of like a, like a goodbye and a thank you and, and all of this? Or, uh, I mean, how does that work? To me, that's just interesting. Like, if yeah. you ask for your release and then it's not granted, the, like, why post it on social media, you I think know? he wants to control the narrative. Because if you mm. ask for your release, that's an internal, that's an internal memo and that it also, someone's going to leak. And also what that does is it makes... It makes the public know that you're not getting fired. You're quitting. Mm-hmm. That kind of does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think in Luke's case, he I mean he he has every right to be frustrated. He's a guy yeah. with all the talent in the world. He's not getting any younger. You know, if he if he wants and there's other opportunities places, and if if they're not going to push him. I mean, I watched his weekend of matches during WrestleMania week at the uh, Access shows, and yeah. man, that's a guy who, if you're not going to put him on that main roster, then let him go somewhere. Yeah, let let somebody. That's again where we get into this whole thing of like, um, be one thing or another. Either either this is a real job and give these people health care and, and and take care of them like you're an actual job, or if they're independent contractors. It's, if somebody, if an independent contractor wants to quit, they get to quit. You don't, you know, you know, you don't, you don't get the best of both worlds, which is, I think is usually how the WWE plays it. They're a sports company when they want to be a sports company, and they're an entertainment company when they want to be an entertainment company. No comment, but I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, where do you find the line, though? If people, if X amount of people are asking for their release, and you know, some people are granted, some people are not, and then some people think like, okay, well, if this person got granted, it, so can I. Where do you find the balance where you know what, like, this is still a contract, you signed it, you still have to honor it, like. If not, then everybody would just be leaving contracts whenever they wanted to. And then what's the point of a contract? You know, so there's I also think about it in that perspective. Isn't there there has to be some sort of balance? I don't know. I just know like maybe they actually covet uh, Luke Harper more than people think. I don't know. I, no, I, I, don't know. I think we all know it's because they know that Luke Harper could just walk over to AEW in a minute. And so this, and I maybe, think that that's pretty much if they think they they have value elsewhere as opposed to someone who's just gonna like go sit at home. You know, yeah, maybe cut, but if you're maybe, gonna be valuable for yeah. another company, why would we let you walk? I get that. I get it as a business. I get it. It just doesn't make me happy. Yeah, maybe I, I, I maybe the word covet was the wrong word to use for sure. But like, I think they they recognize that he has value elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I think they do recognize yeah. that. So that as an asset, yeah. he's worth keeping, yeah. Yeah. even if they don't use him. So. All right. Even what else? Hey, hey, so he, while we got Ron on the phone, do you want him to weigh in on anything else you got in that paper Well, do you want it? Okay, well, I guess I'll just ask you. So, you know, according to Fightful and Dave Meltzer, WWE offers the revival a five-year contract worth at 500 k per year. And because we already know that they've been unhappy for a while in their position with the company... They rejected the offer, apparently. So what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think that's good for them. If that's what they, if they're not happy, then, then they have to follow what their happiness. And, and um, there is an amount of money that I think would make me be happy with just sitting and not contributing. But I don't think 500000 would that be would be that for me either. Um, so maybe they, they're in a position where either they're like, hey, maybe they'll get offered something that they can't turn down. But other than that, you know, there, there's people who was one thing I love about wrestlers. One thing that I think bonds them with comedians and actors and stuff is that 
the money is good and the money is great, but a lot of these people do this because they truly love wrestling, because yes. they truly have a passion for wrestling, because they truly consider it an art. And if you're that type of person, then the money is secondary. You know, you want to showcase your skills. You want to leave a legacy, you know, and there's some people who are who want to do that, and there's some people who are happy just working main event and cashing checks, you know, and both power, power to both of you. You got to feed your family. Yes. But if you want to be passionate about it and you want to, you want to go take your chances elsewhere. Um, I got nothing but respect for that. Yeah. That takes a lot of, a lot of balls. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen cases of both of those the examples that you just gave, you know, for example, like Dean Ambrose, you know, obviously he was, you know, offered other things and he was, that wasn't it for him. He just wanted to go, you know, so you yeah. kind of have to find your peace, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, yeah, find your happiness. I think the the business rule I was always taught is that if you're paid something, you have to assume the company paying it to you made that at least twofold. So to hear that the revival was offered a million dollars a year for five years, in my mind, that I don't think the WWE can make three million dollars a year off the revival. Huh? In in their current system, the way they handle tag teams and tag team wrestling, I don't think so. I honestly think the revival were given a very good deal, but I but once again, it's not what they want, hmm. and hopefully they can make that elsewhere. Yeah, I look. I, I mentioned this, you know. Um, Couple months back, when I think I think the Dean Ambrose thing first, you know, yeah. broke that he wasn't going to stay, and and I said this creative satisfaction is highly underrated. Um, if you don't have it, the money doesn't spend nearly as well. You know, it just that's the way it is. If if it's if that's important to you, and you're sitting on the sidelines, and you're not, you don't feel like you have skin in the game, and you're contributing. It's just, it's a really depressing situation sometimes. Like I've been there. You know, and there's different reasons, like that, especially with a job where you're where you're putting your body on the yeah. line daily. If yeah. and you and you only have so many at bats, it's not like you can be um, doing it when you're 60, yeah. 65 years old, unless you're the Rock and Roll Express. No, um, no. other than that, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have a finite life, so you might as well do what you want. Yeah. Now I will say this, and um, look, there sometimes there are reasons that the general public isn't aware of why somebody may or may not be getting the push we think they deserve. Now, um, and, and, you know, there could be behavior issues, you know, maybe somebody's got, you know, substance problems. Uh, that was how it was in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm actually using myself for an, ex- for an example, Ron, because, like, you know, so many people have told me, oh, they should have used you better and this and that. And, and, and if I'm... And if I'm being honest, there are a lot of times when they really couldn't because I didn't let them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, couldn't I, be, you couldn't be counted on. You sure. couldn't be counted on to be there. Sure. Yeah. Whether it was because they only got 15 days a month uh, in my contract and they needed me for more or I was just an asshole and, you know, was being difficult to to deal with, which happened occasionally, and and that, but like, okay, everything being equal, though, like I'm going to assume that's not what going on, what's going on with any of these guys, because it's just a different culture now, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and so yeah, so sometimes there are well, reasons, but you know, for the most part, eh. well, it reminds me a little bit of things like in comedy. I always put parallels with it with comedy and, and like. 
to me, WWE is similar to Netflix, where it's like, you know, they're like, let's just acquire all this talent. Yes. Let's get all this talent, all this talent. And when they have all this talent under contract, it only just means that other people can't use them. It doesn't mean they have to use them. Yep. It just means that other people can't use them. And you see it now. They're still stockpiling talent. They have. If you look across all the brands, there's so many talented wrestlers that could be main roster worthy you know t- people like tony storm people yeah. that, that are, are just trevor lee who just got signed they got all these people and then not as much you know airtime uh for them so it clearly is as much as um people don't or they won't talk about it that much there, it is a reaction to AEW and thing where you're like let's stockpile this talent and keep them away from a, a prospective competitor yeah um but then it, it lowers the value of that person so if you have if you have if your contract is up or you're a free agent you're, you're in the best position because you have the ability to say no you have the ability to control your price a little bit better so i mean that's just kind of how i i look at it um, is that they just want to make sure they have as many key players under their banner, whether and then they can decide when and when they want to use them. But the interesting yeah. to, thing to me is that, you know, it's almost like, you know, I don't know how the right wor- way to word this is, but it almost feels like a lot of people think like, okay, for example, I want to leave this company or I want to get out of my contract, whether it's Lucha Underground or whether it's WWE or whoever, whatever company they like for the ones that are like, okay, I want to go to AEW or consider AEW as an option. There's going to come a day where AEW is also going to become over flooded with talent. And yeah, they're the new kid in town. They're the, they're the hot thing people are talking about. But then also that doesn't guarantee airtime for everybody else. If they're still going to also build up their roster someday too. So yeah. I know a lot of people are looking at AEW like this new safe haven or, or whatever you want well, to call it, but it might not also be the case that way. You and know? also, um, if, if Vince decided to just go ahead and release a shitload of people that like talked about wanting a release, like that might flood the market and turn it from a, 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 a seller's market to a buyer's market, just like that. Mm. Don't worry. Like, I mean, still, there's transactions are happening. You know, it's just the leverage will switch. Mm-hmm. You know, people will still get jobs, but you know, when there's a glut on the in the marketplace, like of of talent, you know, um, those things can happen. Also, to your point, Denise, I see. At least we're all hoping for AEW to be more of a rising tide than anything else. Because if AEW gets better and it becomes a buyer and it makes WWE get better, which makes MLW get better, it makes Ring of Honor get better, it makes NWA run more shows. Eight. Hey, hey, Ron, like, I, I just read that uh, Lucha, Lucha Brothers. Do they call them Lucha Brothers or Lucha Bros? Lucha Bros, I think. I've, I've been hearing both. I kind of yeah. say, I say Lucha Brothers, but I guess it just depends. Hey, so, yeah, I was, you know, like, like, all, the, like all this, you know, during all this talk, AEW, and, you know, everyone's, like, you know, grabbing for talent for their promotion, MLW, Impact. You know, the Lucha Bros. Bros? Yeah. Yeah, um... They seem to be the only ones that were getting away with being, you know, just floating around from company to company. But apparently, like AEW's got them locked up, uh, coming up pretty soon. I heard something yeah, they about must that. Have actually, saw that, uh, they must have saw that Impact Spanish Fly that Phoenix tried to hit and where he landed on his head. I heard. Like, we're not, we're, we, <laughs> we need you to rate it in. Yeah. I get it. I was surprised that they were. I was surprised they were able to float around. You know, it's only a testament to what big stars they are. So, I think, I think there's. Know. Oh, absolutely. I think Lucha absolutely. Underground has a deal with AAA, who then had it, who then turned around and got a deal with AEW. Yeah. Not that it's not that it matters hey, much. So, 
Where are we? How, where are we? Are we done? Um, we're pretty, I mean, we only had two other things that we had was just Brian Cage, you know, winning the Impact title, defeating Johnny Impact. So good for Brian Cage. You yes. know, he's, I mean, I can't describe another athlete out there like Brian Cage. He's a unique one of a kind, and I think he has a lot of great, uh, I think this is a really good good call for Impact. Yes, he, and he looks like a world champion. You look at him like, well, he he, he sticks out like a sword thumb. Let's just put it that way. Like, I... I like to. I like him being the world champion of somebody's company. I and, think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, he's a, and he's a newer face. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the company. As much as I enjoy Johnny Impact, is, is a guy who has seen with the title quite a bit. So, and him and um, Brian were having great matches back in Lucha Underground. So, yeah. Um, I liked it. I was watching a bit of the and uh, the a bit of the event. And, um, and I'd say it was, it was pretty enjoyable. I think I like the Crockett Cup a little bit more, but um, I thought it was a great show. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, Ron, I guess, I mean, is there anything you really want to plug before we go that we haven't already talked about? No, just tell people StarCast. I'll be there all weekend, Thursday, my comedy show, Friday, The Roads, and then also our Get High Watch Wrestling. And then I'll just be hanging out, come say hi, um, take pictures with me. I- I'm probably one of the only people not charging for pictures. That's not that right. I begrudge your industry that does that. <laughs> but uh, but if you come see me, just if you want to pick, you want to say hi, want to say what's up, just just come say hi. Listen cool. to my podcast. That's about it. Ron, thank you, man. I, I'm, I'm grateful that you uh, took the time out today all jet lagged and shit um, means a lot to me and just like I said earlier you know uh, I'm grateful to have you as a friend and um, and thank you man and have an awesome day you too again I appreciate you having me on I, I always love talking wrestling with you so and, and you yeah you're one of my favorite people um, it's a pleasure to know you anyone, anyone that knows you knows that so um, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you soon come by the house alright man <laughs> Hey, Ron Ponches, everyone. Thank you. All right. Hey, so um, I don't know what how much what time is it, Jeff? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Full show, guys. I uh, Ron Funches, What a great dude. I just love. I'm a huge comedy nerd, so even for me, I'm geeking out back here listening to his takes on all this stuff. Yeah. I'm good glad, guy. I'm great glad, show. I'm glad we. Um, I'm glad that he weighed in on some of these. These news items. Right, yeah. Me too. Me too, because he's he has a lot of uh, f- a very fun energy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, real quick, oh shit. So I think it's June 29th. I'm at uh, River City Wrestling Con. It's in um, it's in Jacksonville. So uh, that's coming up. And before that, like. Uh, starting June 8th, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. And we're, see, we'll uh, fix- June 29th here for River City, Sean. Yeah, that's yep. and I'll be there with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Oh, shit, I, sh- I need to shoot a promo for them, by the way. Um, uh, and before that, for two weeks, I'll be gone starting June 8th. I'll be uh, back at NXT uh, and on the road with them for a couple of weeks. I'll be down in you know the P- PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I'm going to do a couple of shows. Like, I think they're going to be in Oklahoma City and like some other places. Oh, cool. And I think I'm going to do that little run with them. So, looking forward to that because uh, I just love like that. Like, you know, that week I was down there was just fantastic, and um, seemed like they liked having me. So, um, you That's know, great. I can't wait to go back. So, That's awesome. and what what do y'all have coming up? All right, well, for me, my, oh, I'll say for me, myself, and I. All right, anyways, uh, May 1st, May 2nd, no, sorry, May 2nd, May 3rd, and May 4th, 
Okay, the first week of May, I have three shows coming up. You guys can check those out. Find those on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at underscore Denise Salsett. I'm already forgetting my own dates. That's terrible. I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-U-F-M-A-N-N. I am involved in five YouTube pages, including this one. So if I've tweeted the link, chances You're welcome, are man. I'm You're welcome if- you're welcome to tell like what which ones they are. Like. YouTube.com slash Xbox is the one you're currently watching. Starting May 1st, we will be releasing two clips a day from previous episodes, so you'll be able to find them topic-specific. Also, we're working on some good stuff. Also, Ric Flair's. Yes. Also, Eric Bischoff's. Also, Bruce Pritchard's. Also, Tony Schiavone's. All right. I got five. Yeah. More than welcome to mention all those guys on here. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.